0: Oh, so now we do have our guest, Scott. And, uh, hey, uh, we just want to say thank you and, uh, and welcome, uh, Scott. And um, we, 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 we've been talking a little bit about the book here. And, uh, and folks, uh, Scott is a retired Marine, United States Marine uh, Corps uh, major. And uh, this gentleman uh, was in the infantry, 24 years of service, all right, 10 deployments, over 60 countries he's, uh, done operations in. Okay. He was deployed in Iraq. He was the commander of Echo Company, 2D Battalion, 4th Marines, and he was a part of Operation Iraqi Freedom. And, uh, and sir, on this Veterans Day, uh, we honor you and we just say thank you and welcome to the program, The Really Real Deal.
1: Well, good morning, brother. It's, uh, great to be on the show. And, uh, to all the Marines that are listening, happy 243rd birthday. Today is the time-honored tradition as Marines celebrate their birthday today on the eve of Veterans Day. So it's great to be on the show.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's like the more things change, the more they remain the same. Um, 100 years ago, the 11th hour, the 11th day of the 11th month, you had the uh, armistice was signed uh, marking the end of um, – World War One, and today, and so th- this is an anniversary, a 100th anniversary, by the way, but also the 80th anniversary. The same day, Kristallnacht. Okay, 20 years later, you had the the same Germans that were defeated in World War One. Uh, these same Germans there break the Night of Broken Glass. They called it in Germany, uh, Kristallnacht, where which was the beginning of. The killing of 11 million uh, people in Germany, 6 million Jews, 5 million Christians and uh, and other uh, what the Germans called undesirables. But, you know, 11 million that not including those that died in war, just 11 million that they they liquidated in industrial type of uh, a fashion. And now today we're at war again. Uh, You know, you have hot wars uh, all over the Middle East, and then you have a war in America of uh, left versus right, people that want um, all kinds of free stuff, which is the same thing that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Hitler promised free health care, Stalin promised free health care, Lenin promised free health care, Mao Zedong uh, promised free health care, Fidel Castro, Pol Pot, I mean, we can go down the list. Don't they always promise people free stuff.
1: Well, I think the one thing that is for certain if we look at our history is that war uh is timeless and we continue to see the same patterns repeated and my one concern is that with this war this war and you said again, this war we're at again. We're still at war seventeen years in Iraq and Afghanistan with 30,000 troops in Afghanistan, tens of thousands more in Iraq. So this, this long war we fight, I fear we're not applying those same lessons we learned from previous wars about establishing a physical presence in the area to gain and maintain stability and security. And from our elected officials at the, at the top levels, we've really been searching for what the definition of winning is, what the Mm -hmm. definition of victory is. And I'll use a a, a quick uh, paraphrase from last uh, last Tuesday's midterms when the president was on the air, and the next day when asked by a Sky News reporter about the victory, was it a victory? He said, well, we kinda sorta had a victory. And it made me pause. Mm. Think to mm. myself, there's no such thing as a kind of sort of victory. When I hear that from any commander in chief mm-hmm. of our armed forces, that gives all veterans, especially on Veterans Day, uh, pause for concern that we really need to define what winning is. What is our goal? Yeah. How does being in that region? Now that was politically.
0: He security? was. Yeah, he was talking politically because the um, the Senate was increased, but the Congress was decreased. And uh, but now, militarily, you had uh, under the regime of uh, Bush, you had uh, a string of victories in several cities that were um, that were, uh, I I guess you would say, conquered or under control or stabilized, whatever term you want to use. And then under Obama, uh, a lot of those gains were lost. And now we've had two years of Trump. So share with us. Uh, your view of how has that vacillated, uh, and 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 is there anything that you would advise uh, Trump's people to do uh, differently? Uh, you know, and I know it's only two years, but you know, you would know a lot more about this. So I, I throw this to you.
1: Well, I don't ever presume to advise uh, top political officials, but based off of my experience and what I wrote about in my book Echo and Ramadi, I I was fighting the enemy at the ground level, at the, at the most rudimentary level, we weren't fighting policies or strategies or theories. We were fighting the enemy, an ununiformed, faceless, brutal enemy, day in and day out in the city of Ramadi, fighting street to street, house to house. And so that's what we were fighting for. And today, as we revisit our history again, after we left Ramadi, under the control of the iraqi government it wasn't any shock to any of those that fought and spilled blood in that city and many others that isis took control of ramadi back in 2015 because it's the capital of al-anbar province Mm
0: -hmm. so
1: we don't look at our crystal balls brother and say uh woe is me everything was for naught because
0: it it had to be disappointing though
1: it's frustrating more than anything because again it goes back to the to the to the onset of this war where winning wasn't defined mm-hmm. absolutely we won absolutely we won battles we won firefights and if you want to measure success by the number of people that were killed, we were absolutely killing more of them than they were of us and we have to this day that's undisputed mm-hmm. but to say what victory is, how that applies to our national security here in America and what we gain from that still has to be defined. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, could you hold over? We need to take a quick little break here, and uh, we really, really greatly appreciate it. And, folks, if you're just joining us, we have Scott Husing. He's the author of Echo and Ramadi, retired Marine Corps major. And uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at sowwcharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at vachristian.org and saltandlightcouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. And we have, uh, if you're just joining us, we have a a Big Dog Really Real Deal uh, guest with us. And uh, you just heard the giving ad, folks. And uh, and we play, you know, and the reason I... have done that giving ad is that we at the first amendment inc which i'm founder and president of of course you know we need your help for us to be able to stay on the air so that i can uh preach the truth uh over the airwaves but we mention, uh, you know all these other groups that we want you to give to and of course special operations wounded warriors uh here on veterans day weekend uh we really want to highlight them and so, just w- my my thing is to encourage you to be a giver. Okay, give somewhere, give often, and give as much as you can. And and here on Veterans Day weekend, please, uh, and you pick the veterans group of your choice. Okay, um, and but but give. Make sure in your giving that there is uh, at least one veterans group that is the recipient. Uh, of your giving uh, in this season, and uh, and again, thank you so much, Scott.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on the the really real deal with you, brother Craig. And uh, if people are looking for another great charity, I'm, I am the executive director of Save the Brave. Oh, or, good. Helps veterans. Yeah, SaveTheBrave dot helps veterans of post traumatic stress, and a portion of the proceeds of my book, Echo and Armadi go to save the brave and we've helped hundreds and hundreds of warriors coming home that are that are gripped with the effect of post-traumatic stress and that's that's important this this veteran's day and i'm so glad that you share that message about giving and really really putting some skin in the game and you know sometimes it is writing a check other times it's giving of yourself and your Mm -hmm. time and your your services that you donate to such great charities and yes you know on this Veterans Day and as we celebrate all week across America, I noticed you were playing taps at the interlude. And I think most Americans need to understand the difference between Memorial Day where we honor our fallen warriors and the celebration of our nation's veterans. And that's what Veterans Day is. And it is a celebration, mm-hmm. and not only to the veterans, but to the families who give their husbands and wives and dads and moms and brothers and sisters and sons and daughters to america yes boy and defend everything that we have in this great country so when you say thank you for your service don't forget to shake the hand of that that young kid
0: mm-hmm. them. tell
1: them how proud they should be of their dad or their mom because that's an equally important message
0: yeah yeah you're right you're so right that the family that uh, is missing dad or husband or wife that there? There's a void there, and there's a tremendous sacrifice that the entire family makes. Yeah, so uh, for those the, that
1: the family, the families are so important, Craig. That it was a large part of my work when I when I wrote Echo and Ermati to really share the stories of these families, so that every reader can really understand the true meaning of the words, service and sacrifice, not mm-hmm. just for those who fight under some of the worst conditions created by humans, but the families that support us, that continue to help us fight and win and survive, and, and they still do to this day. Our amazing mm-hmm. Gold Star family, who lost so much, but continue to
0: love us so much that that really sustains us. It's such an important message to me. Yeah, yeah. And you write about that in your book about the uh the phone calls you've had to make and the what the uh, and how the gold star families uh, rather than be bitter, that they they embrace you and they um you know, it's almost like they uh the gold star family adopts you guys to you know, to be like a brother uh to the to the son that they've given up.
1: I got a birthday card in the mail yesterday, Craig, from one of my Gold Star moms, and it was a Happy Birthday Marines card, and I opened it up, and at the top it said, To My Son. And a lovely greeting in there from Diane Layfield, who is an amazing woman. And just to have that sense of warmth from her, you know, that I don't have my mom anymore, but to have Diane. And this this bond, this family that we share through so much loss and tragedy, and sacrifice really is, is what is so amazing because these gold star families, they continue to carry a torch for us, Craig, that shines so much light for a lot of veterans that are still trying to find their way through their own darkness. And it's just a Mm. remarkable thing. I use only one word to describe them and that is extraordinary. They're extraordinary people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's really, really uh, a powerful testament to, you know, the heart of these people and uh, and it's a, it's a it's a great testament to you that this this book that you've written it it, it details uh, you know a lot of really really beautiful things on a personal level in addition to uh, detailing uh, how warfare has morphed and um, you know it, it, as a matter of fact share a little bit of that um, because you know a lot of uh, Veterans Day particularly uh, because this is the 100th anniversary of the end of World War One. There will be a lot of attention put on what's called, and justly so, it's called the forgotten war. But you know, back then you knew who the enemy was. There were they were lined up on opposite sides of a field. They had uniforms on that could identify one another, and you just you know you just don't have that now. So you know psychologically, you know share with the audience you know what that is like and. And and going forward, you know, how do you see it morphing even more? Because I see it morphing even more.
1: This is the new landscape that we are fighting on, and this is going to be our future. And Americans need to realize that because they see this war or they don't see this war because they continue to be insulated by so many things, the media, what's reported, what's not reported. And, you know, it's safer for them to tuck the ugliness of war onto our military and into the minds of veterans who had to fight it. But this war, this type of terror and these mass shootings, this is in our backyard, Greg. And if Mm -hmm. we don't understand this and really connect with our veteran communities, that's what leads to all of these other second and third order problems that we're dealing with. So it is an extremely dynamic situation that we're dealing with on the world stage but this is the new normal and we'd better get used to this before Rome starts burning mm. and applies the 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 military might with which it was designed for embrace our law enforcement officials and provide the support that they need so we can maintain all of the safety and security that we take for granted in this country because if we don't we risk losing a lot. And again, we have to be good students of our history mm-hmm. to move forward as a nation.
0: Yeah, yeah. Very, very well said. And uh, look, any chance that this book's going to be made into a movie?
1: I hope so. We've uh, pitched several different studios up in Hollywood, and there's there's interest in it. But really, Craig, I'll say this. Echo and Ramadi came out in February. instant bestseller, and... I used to tell people it was about the fighting and the friction and the brotherhood and the people. But over the past seven months, and especially on Veterans Day, the core message of this story for every reader is the power of human connection. And that has been exemplified in so many emails that have have come to me and and messages from people from every side of the aisle. And I'll share one quick email that Mm -hmm. said, dear sir. I've been anti-military my whole life. And I started scrolling down like, this is going to be great. And it said, but it wasn't until I read your book until I understood what our military really does for us. So thank you for writing it. And right there, we had bridged the gap.
0: And mm-hmm. that's powerful. That is. that, And we need more gap bridging in the times in which we live. Trust me on that. Absolutely. Yeah. But look, gap- it's. It's been so great having you, and um, but folks, you got to go out and get this book. Echo and Ramadi, uh, Scott Houston, Major Scott Houston, and um, uh, bro, I'm going to call you Brother Scott. Though, God bless you, sir. Same, same to you, brother
1: Craig, and, and to all the listeners. Thanks for having me
0: on, and Happy Veterans Day, and Happy Birthday, Marine Number five. All right, okay. And, and next book, hey, when we get it made into a movie, we'll have you back. Right on, brother. All right.